Hey, everybody, and welcome to Episode 5 of Friendly Fire, The Office. As always with me today, Mr. Ben Jordan. What's going on, Ben? Hello, sir. How are you? I am good, and I'll tell you, I'm excited. I'm always excited, no matter where you hear me. I'm saying I'm excited, but I'm really excited today because we are going to do something a little bit different. We've had some people ask us you know, how real this is, and last week I was in Greenville, uh, South Carolina for Greenville Grok. It was just an amazing experience. You were kicking ass with clients, which I thank you for. Indeed. And we were both having a good day. You sent me a Slack message that sort of derailed things for me, and it was all around kind of setting up an office. Yeah, so I am running things down, sitting in this coffee shop, meeting with the new client. We're doing this brand audit. It's loud. It's crazy. Uh, Jesse and I had been talking like, man, we've got to find a place where we can meet with our clients and do some planning work and kind of timing aligned. And a guy said, Hey, I've got this office space. It's really cheap. It's good. It could work for you guys. What do you think? All the numbers lined up and I hadn't been thinking about it. So I was like, man, I need to, I don't know where Carl is on this. I don't know if he cares about, you know, collaboration space here or whatever. So I fired you off a message in Slack and, um, (laughs) this is interesting because it was one of those things where context, um, context mattered. And what I was thinking when I was sending you the message was, Uh, It's just going to be the space that we can use when we need it. And for you, you were thinking, uh, are you moving our, our company to Dallas? And we had, we had a brief Slack conversation and then you wisely said, Hey, we should probably just get on the phone because we've learned that, uh, you know, talking things through in Slack doesn't really work out. So yeah, so we, we actually, I'm, I'm in full transparency. We recorded, um, Carl and I talking about this. We, we did a full podcast on this. And then as we've been chatting, Carl's like, man, we just need to play him the phone call. We just need to, to, to show them exactly how it happened. So I think I sent you the slight message that said, Hey, Carl found a killer deal in some office space to collaborate here in Dallas. How much input do you want to have in that? And then the line of questions happened and we got on the phone and this is the phone call. So bear with us. The, uh, the quality is a little, little unpolished, but we figured we would love to share with you guys. Exactly. Like we had not talked about this at all. And this is a phone call. You'll hear us bantering in the beginning. I'm in my truck driving home. Carl's walking and getting lost in the backwoods of Greenville, South Carolina. And this is real. This is exactly how it happened. This was something first that I think is funny. And then we can talk about the thing and stuff. Um, so you listened to Serial, right? I, I made it in about six episodes and then fell off. Okay, so that very first episode where she's, like, asking people, what did you do three weeks ago? What did you do six weeks ago? I realized two things about myself. One, I don't ever I, – I would be screwed if I was asked to recall anything. And two, I have a bad – like. I have a habit of not connecting activities or not connecting things together. So for this specific thing, the conversation about should we close the engine office in Florida, have those people go remote and just not have that expense, and the conversation of should we buy a collaboration space like get some sort of Dallas-based location, um, we're not connected at all. And I think if a murder ever happened, they would find four or five events that I had not connected in my mind, and I would be 100% guilty. And so in this case, I think I was guilty of the fact that 
the two were such separate conversations in my mind that I didn't realize they were like side by side. So I will start with that and apologize that I didn't. I wasn't as sensitive as I hoped to be on things like this, and I'm running too fast. So my apologies so, right there. I appreciate that very very much. Um, it was a weird thing because you know when uh, when the office when, when the the conversation came up about closing the office. You know, I tried to close it once before, and uh, it, it was violently uh, opposed. And so I was like, okay. And then when it came up, when we were talking about closing the engine office, I was like, okay. And it made sense because now we could go fully distributed, and that is a much better culture, right? The, the research that I've done um, and, and the things that I've read and, and also uh, just, you know, talking with different people in the industry, pure distributed is much easier been located, distributed, or co-located for those sorts of things. Um, Also, shutting down the office in Jacksonville and saying, you know, well, we went distributed. It's like a a story that people can get. But saying we closed the office in Jacksonville, but we have an office in Dallas, which, which was the way that my brain was processing it, is, oh, they shifted everything to Dallas. Yeah. And... You know, I'm in love with this idea of architecting a culture with you. But the problem becomes, you know, and, and I understand what you're saying, that, that that space will just be for meetings. And I think that space is probably the best thing for engineers. And that's what I had to get to in my mind is what's the best thing for engineers, right? Yeah. But, but what it will also do is mean I am a satellite outside of that culture. Right. There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing anybody can do about it. There will be jokes and fun and good times and bad times that will happen in that space in Dallas. EngineWorks will move to Dallas. I mean, that is what will happen. Um, so that's just kind of tough uh, to have come at me really quickly. Uh, yeah. And, and trying to, I mean, I, you know, and, and I know I'm super sensitive, um, but just thinking about how my youngest daughter would feel if she heard that, well, Engine's got an office, but it's in Dallas because she thinks of Engine as part of the family, you know? Yep. yep. Um, so it, it, it's got that kind of vibe to it. Now, I totally get the, the need or the benefit um, of having that physical space. And I know that with you and Jesse there and, and some of the new people coming in, um, Dallas is going to be heavy. I mean, it's going to be a heavy part of the company. Uh, you know, I also know that they're great distributed teams that work with companies like NBC and they do the Grammys and all that kind of stuff. Like if you look at Lullabot and they're fully distributed. But that doesn't mean we have to be anybody or not be anybody. It just means any model can really work if you've got the right culture is, is what I think that means. Um, yeah, for sure. So that, that was what, you know, when, when you sent that Slack message, how involved do you want to be? Um, I thought not so much as a deal about money or a place. It was very much a deal about culture, right? Yeah. And figuring that out. So, so that was, I, I couldn't get there. If we would gotten on the call then, I, I don't think I would have been able to express myself correctly and I would have gotten frustrated with myself. Um, but then just after a little bit of walking, I saw a good friend of mine I hadn't seen in a while and we were laughing about some stuff. I was able to, to get outside of my own head and just realize that's what's bugging me. 
if that's what needs to happen and that's the best thing for engines, then that's what we do. Um, the, the office here is an unnecessary expense. I mean, if Lori and Russell don't want to be in there, we're not going to build any kind of reinforcements here. There's good visual design in Jacksonville. There's really not much in the way of good digital design in Jacksonville. I mean, it, what is there is very much focused in product companies right now. Um, yeah. so, so I don't see it as anything about equity or fairness or, you know, you're taking, you know, you're taking this away or anything like that. It's very much an evolution that, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to play a big role in how I am related to the company, how, how I am part of the company. And that, that was really the thing that just kind of punched me a little. I was just like, oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll shut up now. But, but I just had to get that out that it was very much, I, I felt like a, a relationship was changing between me and Engine Works. And, uh, and it's, it's tough. Was there anything else? Or was that kind of, were there any other emotional like pieces with it? Or was that kind of, it just felt like that, it came on fast? Well, that was really it. I mean, it was like shutting the office was one thing, but I, shutting the Jack's office was one thing, but I was like, well, this this makes sense. And it was something we wanted before. And, you know, it was presented as, as what it was. That, you know, Lori and Russell said that they don't need it. Um, so all that stuff made sense. But then on the heels well, not even on the heels of it, but then I, I totally related the two things, right? So yeah. hearing we're going to open, open a space in Dallas, do you want to be involved? That just, that's why the first thing I said was we're still closing the Jacksonville space. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because of like, uh, yeah. and having an address well, isn't the thing at all. It's is there a place where people are going to get together? So Yeah, it was, it was funny because, um, the question I was asking you was basically I've got offered this cool space that's really affordable and will solve some problems. How much of like the discussion do you want to be a part of as far as like, do we do it? Do we not do it? Do we do that space? Do we wait for another? When should we start? And so I, because it was an operational thing and because it's an operational problem, I was like, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt to be like, do you want to talk about this or is it something you, cause there's things that you said, Oh, I don't care. Just, that's your decision, dude. Make it happen. And so I felt like there was some cultural sensitivity I needed to have. And plus, I think part of it, like I said, was that I didn't I didn't loop them together. But you obviously, like your first question was, are we still closing Jacks? So we're opening Dallas. I was like, no, we're not opening Dallas. Because in my mind, which we are. So it's, it's funny. It's like, it's the twofold thing. Because on one side of it, I'm like, I'm trying to solve a cultural problem of where we look like a non, we don't look like a professional company because we're asking people to meet us and like very hard to collaborate in spaces, right? It's been very pieced together. We've got half a million dollars of business or so already in Dallas. I think it'll be a couple million dollar a year for us because there is a ton of work here. And so I was like, in my mind, it was like, okay, operationally, we're spending money every time we go to these places. It's out of the way. It's hard. I feel like a kid who has a lemonade stand that's not, doesn't even have a box. It's just like I'm holding cups of lemonade and going, where are you? I'll bring it to you. I don't know. Um, so it was like trying to solve this problem of like every time we have a meeting where we need to collaborate with a client who's here, we just turn and we, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out where's the right place to meet versus just say, Hey, we've got a collaboration space. Um, 
great meeting place. Let's just meet over there, you know. Um, and my mind wasn't even thinking this is going to be the engine Dallas office because that has a totally different connotation. And, you know, our new designer who's starting is actually far enough away from the office. I don't know if he'll, he'll ever come down there unless it's like, hey, we're meeting this client. Let's meet here. And so I guess it was that perception of innocence where I was just like, this is this is just a, a cost we're spending to have like a co-working space. Um, it's all and that was in my mind what's going to feel like, right? Uh, and I think part of it too is you kind of already are satellite from you are satellite from the Jacksonville office, but you're there. It's in the city, and so as soon as we talked about, it, I felt like crap. Yeah, these do feel linked together. It does feel like we're closing one office and opening another. That wasn't at all the intention. I would never have started that conversation on Slack if, if I had realized the cultural connotation of it. It was more just like, hey, I'm looking at this thing operationally, got a cool offer, came up on me fast, trying to decide if I should respond to it or not. You know, do you want to chat about this? And I'm glad that we didn't explode at each other. I'm glad it wasn't anything. And I'm glad that you were able to. <laughs> I'm glad that you're just, you're really good. I think we're getting really good at identifying what it is that makes the weird feeling happen and then talk about the weird feeling first and then talk about like the practical tactical side of the decision, you know? Right. Um, Cause in my mind, like, and that's where even talking to Jesse about it and a few others, like one of the people that I'm recruiting right now is like, are we going to have an office? And I said, no, um, we're going to have a space that's ours that has coffee and a meeting place. And we'll get together there with client meetings. We'll get together to like kick off projects, but we're expecting everyone's going to be remote and um, collaborating on Slack and, you know, hangouts and all that. So that's even from my perception. It's, again, just perception game. But I was like, this will be a place where we go when we need to because I want to work from home. That's one of the benefits is I want to be around my family um, three, four days a week. And then one day a week I want to go be having meetings. I want to block out one day as a meeting place, and I'd love for it to be a place that I control. Um yeah, so that was, I think it was just a perception miss on my fault, so I definitely apologize. But, uh, dude, it's, you're, I know that what you, when you approach things, you're going to look at it from what's the best thing for engine works, what's the best thing from client's perspective and that sort of thing. And, you know, if, if I had, and I want to go back and look at the Slack message to see if I, if I filled in blanks out of fear, right? Because... Yeah. If you had said, "Hey, I found a cool," you said collaboration space. I think I think you used those words. Co-working space would have had a different connotation. As silly as that change sounds, it, it's co-working is non-threatening. It's a it's a community space, right? Which obviously yep. this would be somebody's giving you that opportunity to have what feels a little more secluded, you know, so you can do some real collaboration and not worry. Um, that makes perfect sense. And if if it hadn't been, I think I am lost in the woods right now. I'm not kidding. I went for a walk on a trail and I have no idea where the fuck I am. <laughs> so anyway, if, uh, if you get by a bear or something, um, just a green go bear. I don't. I think you're fine. Uh, so anyway, um, I'm just going to keep walking, and eventually somebody will find me. Uh, but. You know, co-working spaces, English co-working spaces in Jackson, you know, and that sort of thing. So to be able to say, if somebody says, well, where's your office? Well, we're, we're mostly distributed. We do have some collaboration spaces in Dallas and Jacksonville. You know, that feels totally different um, than saying, 
Well, there's a, we do have an office in Dallas. Yeah, which is as like totally. Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, and so as I'm also trying to secure business, I'm not trying to secure business that I'm going to land. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to, I mean, I want to help, but, you know, obviously you're doing an amazing job. So to have things come through the main system as much as possible is obviously critical. Uh, but not having an office here and having an office somewhere else, it's the whole thing. I mean, a lot of it was really personal. That space here, you know, it was, it was where everything started. And some yeah. of it was really, really good. And some of it was really, really bad. I've made some of the best and some of the worst decisions in my life in that space. And it's part of the reasons why I don't like to go back too much, right? Yeah. So, well, I think that's, that's why we talked about, like, when we closed that office. And I did feel like I got some sensitivity points from you because I was like, I want to fly out there. I want to buy beer. I want to go to the space with you. And I want to I talk through – I want to open every box with you, you know, and I want you to tell me the story of everything that's in there. And then I want to make like a time capsule of the stuff we want to keep, you know, a couple of the things from the Webby's, a couple of this, you know, all that stuff. And then put that away somewhere so that if we ever did get an office, we'd have it and just have a time capsule so that when engine is 20, we pull that stuff out. And, you know, so I think that's definitely where my perception was. And like my, I think our, the story we want to tell is aligned of, like, I even was thinking, man, how cool would it be if this space was, like, an invite-only co-working space, you know? Yeah. That was, like, almost all the friends that I have. And then when you're in town, it'll be a place where we can go crash. There's good internet, good coffee. Um, yeah. And, dude, it was so funny because I, when I went to the space, I wasn't even looking for space because that's – my whole intention is not to open an office because – it was that original deck I told you of like operational costs can kill companies. So I don't want to go open the space and pay 4k a month and put 40k in it to renovate it and have this kick-ass office. But I do want something predictable. And so my friend was like, Hey, I've got a friend of mine who's renovating this building and they're leasing it right now um, for $9 per square foot under market. Um, wow. And I was, like, I was like, holy shit, what? And then I walked through it, and it backs up to the country club here, and there are walking trails out the back door of the office. And so I laughed because I was like, when Carl comes in town and we're making big decisions, we will burn this track out together. Like, this will be like the Airbnb. This will be where we come co-work. We write stuff on a wall. We go for a walk. We go over and get food, but in my mind, it, it never would be, should be, and I, don't, and I don't want it to be an office because, quite frankly, like talking about families, if I told Leah I was opening an office here, her heart would break because that means I'm there five days a week, 50 to 60 hours a week, you know? Um, and so that's where I think, and that's, that's what I want. That's part of the discussion is I want to be like, hey, what do we call this space? Do we say, and what's the story? Because... I care as much about culture as you do. I care as much about our story. And I think the story is, um, no, we're, we're a distributed model. Typically when we do project kickoffs, like in last, like last week in New York, we'll come out to you with our team. Um, we do have like a collaboration co-working space that we run in Dallas. Um, Carl has like a space in Jacksonville, but it's never, I don't want us to have an office anywhere. I do like, because if we really did have that office, I've got a, a good friend who, got acquired into open table. Right. And, uh, he's got an amazing team in Tennessee and they 
left his team there and said, just keep working, but they don't get any of the cool projects because the cool projects get handed off in the hallways in the San Francisco office of Open Table, right? Um, and so right. I, def- I definitely think that, like, one or two location plus remote, everyone who's remote gets left out. And, like, A, I don't want you ever feeling left out because this will be your company until the end of time. It'll be our- it's ours now. And I'm so into that. I'm so into this, the conversation we started this week on how we're going to pursue the right culture. And so I definitely think it's like tactically, this, this, is, this is what the conversation should be. Hey, Carl, a friend of mine reached out, and there's a killer space. It's crazy cheap that I think would be great for collaboration and co-working when we need it. Um, definitely not going to be an office. What do you think about it? <laughs> and I would say, well, you don't even say that it wouldn't be an office. I mean, it's, I think it would be great to be able to have a space to work together and do those sorts of things. I mean, that, that's, just, that's just the truth. And so I guess there, there's gravity around change, right? Yeah. Yep. And, hey, I know where I am. I found my landmark. Yeah. Um, yay, Carl's not going to die in the woods tonight. Wait, was it a, is it a stationary landmark? Well, it's actually a, an old fighter plane. Attack okay. Recon Squadron plane. So it's like, yeah, this thing is just like a some sort of a tribute to the military. So I'm good. Good. Because I've, I've made the mistake of, of tracking against a non-stationary landmark. Like, <laughs> and that doesn't help I, kn- I know I've seen that dog. Um, <laughs> so, no, dude, it's totally different. I mean, the idea of a space where you can get together and collaborate is no different than it being a coffee shop. It's no different than it being some other place it's just that now you've got a real space and if it's inexpensive and you know it's not going to become a drain and it's not some sort of long-term commitment i don't need to be a part of that i think that's a beautiful thing it's just the way that i heard it i don't even know if it's the way that you said it um so that was what just kind of punched me right in the tenders man i was just like oh what and uh oh my tenders and again it's i mean a lot of this is feedback for me um, we got a lot of baggage around the 12 years of engine, and you know, I was back there and I was trying to get some work done. You know how just an amazing job that you're doing. I'm not trying to blow smoke, but you're doing a great job. I want to help supplement what you're doing, getting us back on our financial feet by helping to architect a culture that's amazing. And that was part of it too. Was if I'm on the outskirts of a culture, I can never truly appreciate how to encourage it and how to facilitate yeah. it, you know? And so, so well, I think the other part I, of it. And I, I meant what I said, of like, you were like, so the culture is going to be in Dallas. And I was like, no, the culture is going to be on Slack and Hangouts. And I truly, like, that's, that wasn't like a sales pitch or response to you. That's truly what, what I feel is like, our culture is going to exist in Slack and in Hangouts and and our like annual meetings where we get together and like the whole team gets exactly. to hang and like exactly. build those meetings. And yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, I'm so excited. Like, cause I think we both agreed we've got to do it this year in New Orleans. No, 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 um, or wherever. But I think, I think, yeah, I'm super excited about that. I don't, I don't want to do that. I think this would be fun just as like a special friendly fire episode to, uh, to post the exact Slack conversation and then this conversation. <laughs> I think we should, 
You know, because I don't, I don't, I think we both handled it well, but yeah, it is like a, I, it's probably, I, I think I told you this at the beginning, I got to be careful when I get moving fast to make sure I back up, and I, I know there's baggage there, and it's good and bad, so I never, ever, my intention's never to, to punch you below the belt with something that's unintentional, but yeah, I, that's not my intention, man, I think this is just something that felt like an operational win for us, so, um, that's all, man. Yeah, I, I think we had the opportunity to get in a really bad space, and we avoided it. I, I, I appreciated as hard as it was. I kind of think in a weird situation where you felt like something was wrong, and I was telling you I needed some time, which I know is bizarre. But I, I just knew if I moved forward too fast that I was going to be emotional instead of understanding why I was feeling that way. I was just going to feel that way and feed off of it, and uh, and make bad decisions, right? So, yep. so thank you for giving well, me that space. And luckily, it didn't take that long before I was ready to talk. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I definitely don't want this to be demeaning, but, like, I'm super proud of you because I feel like you've grown in that area because I feel like our first couple conversations, you were, and maybe it was just because it was early in our relationship, but, like, you would you would have earlier in our relationship gone a whole lot further into the emotional before realizing you needed a break. And it was really good for me to see you say, Hey, I need to take a minute and figure out why I feel this way. I'm going to go for a run. Like I was like, dude, that's so like wise. And I was just, I hope that doesn't sound demeaning. I was proud that you were able to identify because that's what I want us to do. I want us both to say, Hey, I feel really weird. I'm like a grumpasaurus Rex. Right. I told my wife that I was like, I'm the grumpiest man in Texas right now. And I don't know why, so I probably should just go to sleep and remove myself from being a to you. And I just, I was glad that you did that. I feel like you had the um, yeah. self-awareness to say, I feel weird. Let me go think about it. So I appreciate that more than you know. Well, no, I mean. Thank you for saying that. Um, I, I don't see it as demeaning at all. I, I see it as, uh, I thank you for it because I need to hear it, that, you know, we get we, we ask the way that we're rewarded for acting. <laughs> so it's <laughs> just human nature, right? And uh, and I was having such a great day that I think I was at a place where I was perfectly attuned to handle it. Um, I'm going over a waterfall right now, actually, which is on a bridge, but just so that that's what the noise you're hearing is. Um, not, not in a barrel? <laughs> no, not in a barrel. I thought about <laughs> it, though. I really did. Um, <laughs> but... But, you know, to hear that I handled it well really helped me, even even as a 47-year-old guy, really helps me understand that, you know what, I can get better at these things. I can be better. And and the number one thing in the back of my head the whole time was, what's the right thing for engineers? What's going to be the right thing for the company? And uh, and you are quickly becoming, I mean, hell, you're there. You're a force of nature, man. I mean, you're, you're really making this shit happen. And that's one of those things that I'm embracing and loving because um, you've got all this credibility. You know, it's working, and we're working together. I mean, I feel pretty good about some stuff I'm bringing in. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we're solid. Um, go for it on the collaboration space. And I'm glad we got to talk. Me too. I definitely, it was funny, I definitely was flashbacking to our Slack conversation that Saturday before we did our first episode, before we did the do over thing, I'm just like, we, we let that go. We both 
totally let that go way too long before one of us said, we should probably just get on the phone. Like, it went so long. It was so painful that I had a flashback, and I'm proud. Yeah, I'm proud of us. I'm glad that we've matured in our relationship. And it is. It's. It's. I'm so happy with the way it's going. It was my big fear. It was like, damn it. Like, I know he's at Grok, which was one of my favorite, there's some of my favorite memories ever. And Greenville is such a good place. And I was like, I don't want to be shitting on his day. Like, I just don't, I don't want to, like, we've got such good energy because things are healthier and better that I'm so sorry that the people please, people please are me. He's like, I don't want to ruin his day. And I feel like I ruined it. So it's good to hear that. Well, yeah. Good. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have a good, we'll have a good kind of co-working space that, We'll get to use, and it'll be – it's so, dude, it's so cheap. One of our clients, the one I met with today, is in commercial real estate. And I was like, hey, is this a good deal? Like, should I do this? <laughs> and and he goes, dude, we've been looking for space. That's the best deal I've ever heard of. Plus, it's a sublease, so we can back out of it at any time. So it's yeah. like – it's it's the best. It's like everything's falling in line for us, which is good. So – Cool. All right, dude. Enjoy Greenville. Tell the city I love them. And by the way, I've had so many people texting me today, and they're all they're all assholes because the first thing they say is Carl killed it this morning, and then the second thing I get is Oh, and we're sad you're not here. Um, so so screw you for for making me the second rate citizen at Grok. I'm kidding. Um, no, no, dude. I've, you've gotten you've gotten such love from people that I really respect that would not that would not be asked me. So I'm excited to hear the talk. Yeah, me, me too. Actually, <laughs> no, I, I I love it, and uh, I recorded it today, so we'll see if it's worth anything. And uh, if it is, Good. I'll try to sync it up with slides. But no, dude. Thanks okay. again. Um, I'm gonna yep. try to find my way all the way back to the hotel, which I'm sure I can do. And uh, okay, well, I love you. Yeah. Man. Love you too, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, we're done. Okay. No excuses, I just want the truth. Reputation is a fried up thing, I know I know it. Well, it's what I want. Mclemore, I want to go outside. Oh, go where you want, kid. I'm back. What you like? Oh, hey, I got water. It's just I was doing a little uh, Mclemore digital underground mashup. So do you really like Macklemore? Actually, I do. I love that album. Album. That album's I remember amazing. when they were playing that. Tracks from that album and no one knew who he was. Like No one knew what was happening. Yeah. You'd walk into a club and be like, what, what is this song? It's amazing. Yes. I want to pop some tags. Well, I also I mean, only have $20 in my pocket. Okay, so that's fun. I mean, like, you know, thrift shop's fun. But Same Love, that oh, fucking yeah. song is classic. And Neon Cathedral, uh, that hits home. That's really so. that's really funny that you like are genuinely a fan.